Hello and welcome back to Travel Day, episode 17. A little bit uh, off the weekly uh, schedule, but uh, we are back and um, got some some good stuff for you. Got some Iowa State basketball talk and a little bit of MLB free agency and also uh, our predictions on the division winners. Kind of way too early if you ask me, but we're going to do it anyway. I mean, January won't know until probably September. We're going to hop right into it here. I mean, first thing we've got on the docket is uh, Iowa basketball. I'm going to start with women's. I lied. I'm going to start with men's. <laughs> it's on the screen here. Um, since our last episode, uh, men have played three games going two and one, which, to be honest with you, is is pretty good for me. I mean, yeah, I, mean. I, I didn't expect. Okay, well, so first game was a win against Nebraska, who I did not think we were going to beat. That's a good win. Yeah. That is a really good that was, win. That was a good win against a really hot team at the time. Yep, quality win. Uh, Nebraska's looking pretty good this year. Hoiberg's got, got them going pretty well. 94 to 76 win there and then go to Minnesota after that when that one 86 77 you should have won that game and that, yeah that's a game I mean, you're favored in by yeah. I think a couple points but yeah it was I mean it was going to be a tough game and I mean they pulled it out by nine we'll take it uh yesterday playing number two Purdue uh we were at Carver this time uh do lose 84 to 70 um to the Boilermakers so I mean that one's obviously expected as well. Honestly, I was okay by only losing by 14. Yeah, it's a closer loss than the last time you played them. Right. By, yeah. And yes, it Still was. allowing Edie to get 30 and like, I think it was 18 rebounds well, or something. it's kind of hard had. when he's like seven foot eight, dude. It's like... Yeah. It's something like, dude, that guy is just huge. I don't know how anyone can even It's like The think question for him is like, is he really that good or is he just that big? Well, I think it's a little bit of get, both, I but I think say, he's more of a... He's more of... He's just big than he is just good. Yeah. I mean... Uh, we'll see because if, he, he, if he was over if NBA, he was good he would have left last year and not have came back well yeah i mean we'll see we'll see how that I transition mean, he was player is. of the year last year right he could have went to the nba but he didn't yeah i don't know anyway one of the hot topics obviously for iowa basketball men's basketball has been owen freeman um just because of what he's been doing recently ever since he got into that starting role especially um he's won i believe six weeks of big 10 freshman of the year He's just been he's been outstanding for this Iowa team. Um, in this Purdue loss, only six points, but then he had Cricky with ten, uh, Peyton Sanford with sixteen, uh, Dix with nine, also getting a start, and then Tony Perkins with twenty four. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of having a little breakout stretch here. He right is. Now. He is, and I think he's. It seems like a, mostly in the games that we lose, he seems to like try to put the team on his back a little bit. And it, yeah. I mean, it, it's working right now. Right, more he's, power he's to scoring, him. He's scoring a lot of points. Right. Yeah. But it's just kind of kind of need that uh, complimentary basketball in those situations, which again is against a really good Purdue team. You're probably not, I mean you're not going to win yeah. anyway. But. You, need, you need a lot of scoring from your guards in this right. game, just for the fact that they got they have the post advantage and just yeah. Edie himself. So I mean that was kind of a low that was a low scoring game for Iowa. They usually put up at least you know 85 or so, give or take. I mean 80 plus, and uh, only putting up 70 here. You only got five points out of your bench and uh, two in Dembele, and then Price Sanford with three of his own. I think we should mention too that McCaffrey during the stretch just became yeah the he did not play all time winning as coach oh okay, in Iowa okay. history right Fran McCaffrey uh, tied it against Nebraska and then uh, broke it against broke Minnesota. it against Minnesota exactly so that's pretty awesome uh, that's a big feat considering you know how how long he's been there and all that so his son Patrick uh, is another story as well uh, he did not play in this Purdue game he was also listed as out in the Minnesota game I believe I think he played. 
in at, against Nebraska. He but did I, play against Nebraska. But I, yeah. I think it was the game before that. Either I think it was either Rutgers game or the one before that. He was also out. So definitely something yeah. lingering there for him. What I've noticed as like an outsider watching, they yeah. play a lot better when he's not there. They seem more as a of a team. I it seems like he just brings a lot of conflict. Yeah, I don't and a lot of like butting heads kind of mentality instead of more of kind of accept acceptance with the team I just don't think he's good enough to be a starter in general so I don't I think him not being not getting not not taking minutes from guys that should probably be on the floor anyway yeah it's helping I will agree with that uh moving on to the women's uh women last since our last uh time they have played three games they are playing right now against uh 18th ranked Ohio State uh they beat Purdue 96-71 not a big surprise there uh beat a really good Indiana team by a lot they destroyed Indiana uh 84-57 and then just took it to Wisconsin again. Not a big one there. Ninety six fifty. So again, that Indiana one was was pretty surprising in how much of a blowout that was. Uh, definitely expected a better game here. Kind of what we're getting now um, in this Ohio State one as they're playing. They are in the fourth quarter. Uh, a little over eight and a half minutes left. They are up by twelve now though. So uh, it'd been pretty close uh, until now. I think this might be the biggest lead for Iowa all day. I don't know that for a fact, but it, I, since I started watching at least look at this Wisconsin game um obviously 90 points for the Hawkeyes and in a blowout victory that they obviously should have had anyway I mean Clark drops 32 uh Martin has 16 and then you got three from uh Gabby Marshall you had five from Davis and you had uh two from Goodman but I mean the complimentary basketball is there I mean uh Martin and Clark had 12 rebounds between the two of them and uh Davis and Goodman each with two of their own so I mean it's good to see that our scores are also doing other things besides just scoring. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> complimentary. They're playing good blas- basketball, really right good now. basketball. I mean, I mean, nothing really can comment on it. Right. It's just the fact that they're playing really good basketball, mm-hmm. and they're doing what we said they needed to do this year when that was get help around Clark to where she didn't have to put the team on her back and shoot thirty threes a game like she did earlier in the season. Right. So Clark is climbing that uh, total points totem pole so she's getting she'll up get there. there i think she'll get there too so yeah. that'll be fun to fun to see a lot of games left to get there oh yeah uh lots of assists from these starters as well uh davis with four clark with five marshall with three martin with four and he had four uh assists off the bench in a folter who also had 12 points so folter has been a really key piece i think off the bench for this iowa team looking for her to continue that obviously and um uh just kind of you know fill a gap when it's needed and uh you got to give obviously clark a breather every once in a while, and I think a Fulter fits in there nicely with that. Um, Stolke did not play in this game, but she is in the Ohio State game, so she's kind of been off and on as well with the injuries. So we're hoping that she can get to 100%. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, coming up for each of these teams uh, this week or, you know, next couple games, uh, Iowa women have Nebraska. And what is that? That is six days from today. So that is Saturday at 1 o'clock. Uh, that will be at home. And then let's see. The men have, they have Maryland three days from now. That might be that an might interesting be, one. Yeah I, yeah. I think it's two teams that are very similar. Mm-hmm. It could be a high scoring. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. That's a six o'clock start on, what is that? That is Wednesday. Yeah. So interested to see that one. I'm not going to lie. And then they have Michigan after that three days later who beat them earlier this year at Carver. And uh, now they are at Michigan. So 
lost by 10 in that one. So that could be a, an interesting rematch as well. So Yeah, they need to go back. They need to win that Michigan. They need that. With the way Michigan has been playing this year, mm-hmm. that Michigan loss is really biting them in the butt right now. Yep. Got to prove yourself. And they're in the online rankings or power rankings or whatever that help you get that NCAA bid. Yep. That's really all I got for Iowa basketball. Uh, men's, honestly, on a kind of an upward trend, which is good to see. They're winning a lot more. They seem to be playing a lot better, uh, more together, more energy, so it's great. Yeah, Women, and I, th- and I think that's due to Patrick McCaffrey not being there. <laughs> I, I really do, though. It might be. I, I think know. it's two different teams when he's playing and when he's not. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to you know speculate. but um, And then, obviously, the women just continuing to do what they do kind of just they're honestly just a team we just need to get to march madness for them and see what they can do so uh i guess i guess the big 10 tournament too but we'll move on to iowa state here in just one second all right iowa state is on the docket what do we got nolan when we left off iowa state started the conference season 3-0 um then after that they had Two home games against West Virginia and Baylor, both ranked teams. I thought if they would be able, be able to come out with one of those, that'd be a good home stretch for them. They came out with both. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, came back against West Virginia, uh, came back from down 19, and then it ended the game on a 38-9 to run uh, to end up winning by 10 in that one, 74-64. Then they come back later that week, and then they beat number 4 Baylor, 66-63, which is a really great win since that is the only time they're going to be p- be playing Baylor this year Yeah, with this unbalanced schedule and getting two ranked wins at home, especially with the men beating Houston the day before they beat Baylor. Yeah. It was either, I think it was Baylor or Western, one of the two, but Hilton Magic being able to transition from one day to the next mm-hmm. shows how much the fan base actually plays an impact in games at Iowa State. Um, then after that, they go to Texas Tech, drop that one 71-63. Texas Tech played really well in this one, made 13 three-pointers. I mean, if a team's making 13 threes, it's going to be really hard, yeah, hard to, to beat them. them. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, they get a automatic win and a forfeit from TCU. Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of yeah. weird. Um, TCU doesn't have enough players, too many injuries. Um, mm. They even held open tryouts to people on campus over the weekend. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And I think this really sucks for Iowa State in the fact, just for the money aspect, and yeah. what the revenue they could have brought in during that I game. Guess, yeah. And I think they'll be okay though. I'm sure they'll. I think the way cover. to make it up for it with TCU's, I guess, poor planning because they played with ten p- players, the week before, so they have players to play with. Okay. They decided to cancel their next two games, which I found really weird. I think that is weird. Yeah, my dad made a point. He said, their next game, which I think is, do they play again? No, they don't play again. But when they make it up, it needs to be in Ames like it was supposed to be. So Iowa State can get that They're financial. not going to make it up, though, because it was a forfeit. It wasn't a postponement. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Yeah. Iowa State should so- somehow get something from TCU for the fact that they weren't able to play this game, I think. Because I think they could have played this game. I mean, you get really a win. You get a standing conference win, technically, in the standings. Yeah. Well, it doesn't go against your overall record, which right. sucks. Right. But I think... I know, but that that'll help your. At the very least, it helps your seeding the tournament. In the conference tournament, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Which because I mean, now years. they move to I think six and one in conference. Yeah, and yeah, six and one, one game behind Kansas State, who's seven and zero, oh, and they won't meet Kansas State till February, and they play them twice in February. So th- those will be it's two big team. teams. Yeah, it's a good Kansas State team. Yeah. Next, they got a little road trip this week. They got Kansas on Wednesday, 
which will be a good game. Um, Kansas is a very good Big 12 team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw something. All their starters average double-digit points. Jeez. So that'll be really tough. They did beat them earlier, 69-61 at home. Uh, and then they go to West Virginia on Saturday. Going over to the men's side, kind of a weird weird week or a couple weeks, I think. Um, able to beat Houston after, in my mind, playing horribly against Oklahoma. Yeah. Two completely different teams. Iowa State was the aggressor from the tip-off to the end of the game. And I tweeted earlier on our on our Twitter account, I said, Houston, welcome to the Big 12. And they got they got a real awakening there. Um, I think they went on to lose their next game after that as well. So it's going to be tough for Houston to adjust to the style of play to where everyone in the Big 12 is good and mm-hmm. can beat you on any given basis. Yeah, not used to it. Yeah. Um, then blew out Oklahoma State at home. That, I think, was kind of expected. Oklahoma State didn't fly in until that day because of the weather, mm-hmm. and which was poorly planned on their part. And then they go to BYU – um, lose that one, eighty-seven, seventy-two. Again, defense just doesn't play a complete game. Allowed them to shoot too many threes, and they took advantage. I think they were thirteen of thirty from three-point range in that game. And of course, a, a guy averaging ten points a game pops off twenty-eight points. Dang right, always happens. Iowa State. <laughs> it's always the least expecting one. And of course, the guy that popped off happens to be twenty-six years old for BYU. <laughs> I just like to point that out. He's twenty-six, still playing in college basketball. Um, and then they go to TCU, the 19th-ranked TCU Horn Frogs, and beat them 73-72. Almost gave me a heart attack towards the end of the game. They went on their little scoring drought like they do every game where they don't score for five to seven minutes. Yeah, that was... And they did at the worst possible time in the game. Yeah. And But, it, I mean, they won that game without Tammy and Lipsy, which is huge. I mean, winning a Big 12 road game is big in itself, but winning it without your best player yeah. is kind of like you're winning an NCAA tournament game it at was, that point. Yeah. And... I mean, everyone stepped up in this game. Um, Keyshawn had 20. Um, Curtis Jones got the start for Tamian. He had 17 points. He had seven steals in this game. They forced TCU into 27 turnovers. Wow. 27. (laughs) And they only won by one. Yeah. Which, well, you were up, what, almost 20 at half? Yeah. I mean, mean, we were up 44-26 at halftime. And then in the second half, they outscored us 46-29. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was not good. had a big lead then, huh? Yeah, it was glad. I'm glad we did because I mean, when they weren't shooting a lot of field goals, so and that translated to them making shooting more free throws because we were dumb enough to foul them when they would drive and stuff. Yeah. So they get free points that way. But I mean, just being able to watch everybody step up with Tammy and Al, it was really good to see because it show, goes to show that there's a lot more scores or potential for scores on this team. A lot of Iowa State fans were happy to see Omaha Baloo finally get some Big 12 action. He was two for two from the field with four points. Um, Didn't play a lot of minutes, only played six, but he was in there. He was effective. He caused a turnover, um, and again, like he had four points, drew a foul on one of them, didn't make the free throw. But when you really watch these games, Hassan Ward, he is a dominant interior defender. Yeah. Like it just something changes when he's on the court. Seems like it, they all play faster, and they still somehow play more together and faster at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're playing really good right now, which is good to see. Hopefully, they can keep it up. They got Kansas State on Wednesday, eight o'clock. That's on ESPN two, and then they host Kansas on CBS at twelve thirty. So That'd be I'm game. really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Well, stay with us as we're going to get into some MLB free agency analysis and some predicting a division winner is up next. 
And we're going to get into our MLB segment. So we've had a few uh, free agency things happen. Not honestly Not as much. many as you'd think, considering we had yeah. you know two weeks in between episodes. It's kind of the reason why we took another week to kind of yeah. hopefully something else would what happen happened. that we could talk right. about a little longer. Yeah. New. Nothing really happened. I mean, we had, let's see, the t- top thing that obviously has happened was, was Hayter going to the Astros. Yeah. For, what, five years? Five and five years, 95 million a year. Which is, you know. Or 95 for total. Yeah. Year. <laughs> per year. Jeez. Uh, which is kind of a lot for, for a uh, bullpen guy. So, yeah. I mean, um, I think he wanted somewhere around the Edwin Diaz deal. He got, I think, five for 110. So he got somewhat close. Yep. Yep. Um, it works out for both teams. I mean, the Astros probably have the best back end of a bullpen in baseball yeah probably between yeah i mean their stars only need to go six innings and they got mm, you got uh, uh, there's one guy I, I can see him i don't, can't remember his name <laughs> one of the relievers but then after him in like the seventh and then you either go presley or hater yeah eighth or ninth yep. it's interesting how they're going to handle that with presley being the closer for so long I would expect i mean it, it, i would it, expect hater to be the closer from this point because that's like what he's always done I mean, you and, could also. I mean, yeah. Eh. I think they would play more matchups. That's what I was thinking. Is that yeah. it would be more of like depending on who those three guys are that are coming up that ninth inning, eighth or ninth, eighth, eighth and ninth inning. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd play the matchup personally, but I mean, uh, you also got to play the egos here too, right? You got to get an. And I mean, plus, Josh Hader's not signing ninety-five ninth, million to yeah, be to the be eighth inning guy, the setup guy. Yeah. Right. I agree. And you're not paying him ninety-five to be a setup guy. You're paying him to be a closer. Yeah, and hopefully he can get back to his dominant dominance like he was with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Who else we got? Um, Jordan Hicks signed a four-year, forty-four million dollar contract with the Giants. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Pretty good pickup. It's a good pickup for the Giants. Um, don't like it as a Dodgers fan, but <laughs> in the sense I'll, of the Giants aspect, I mean, it fits. They needed bullpen help. Right. Yep. Um, and then Marcus Stroman signed a two-year deal with the Yankees, and I kind of find that a little weird. He only signed a two-year deal. I think he he's been bouncing around a lot though. He has. So I don't think he's looking for anything long term. If he was, he would be, like he doesn't have the 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 reputation or anything to ask for a big long term deal. I don't think. Like, yeah. I don't think any teams want to take a chance on him because he's been kind of hit and miss year to year. So I don't know, man. I the relationship between him and the fans is going to be interesting because he tends to speak out a lot. Yeah. He's a very expressive person. Yeah. And when the Yankees when he's pitching bad and the Yankees fans are going to let him know, I think he's going to let him know something else too in return. <laughs> I think maybe. there's going to be some Twitter talk between Twitter him and some fans. Yeah, maybe. So we'll see how the front office is going to like that. Yeah. Since yeah. they're all traditional and all that stuff, oh, yeah. but oh, yeah. Uh what else? Oh, um, the Cubs Dodgers, right? Yeah. yeah. The Cubs and Dodgers made a trade over our little hiatus there. Um Dodgers send Michael Bush and reliever Yancey Almonte to the Cubs in exchange for uh, two prospects, uh, left-handed starter Jackson Ferris and outfielder Zaire Hope. This made a lot of sense for the Dodgers. They needed to clear up space on the 40-man anyways for some of these free agent signings. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see a place for Michael Bush on the MLB roster, and he needs to be on the MLB roster. I mean, the dude's crushing it in AAA yeah. over the past couple of years. I think he's been hitting three thirty. In AAA, jeez, and <laughs> oh my gosh, there just hasn't been a spot for him on the Dodgers, just because of how much veteran right. guys there is. I'm sure that um, the Cubs will have plenty of opportunity for him. Yeah, I, I mean, think. he's going to start at second base right yeah, away. I would think so. Um, and then Yancey Almonte, that one kind of surprised me. Two years ago, he had a really good year. I think he had a sub two ERA out of the pen, mm-hmm. and then 
this last past year. I think he had a five something ERA. So I think the Dodgers are really good at bringing in players and then getting rid of players at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shows like with the Mookie Betts trade. I think Jeter Downs was a top prospect in the Dodgers organization. And I think he's been DFA'd by three different teams. Yeah, since being traded. Yep. I've also read a lot of good things about both these prospects. Um, Jackson Ferris is kind of, I think he's a flamethrower, if I remembering right. But I think they're really excited about this outfielder, Zaire Hope. I think he shows they they think he shows a lot of promise, and can be a potential All Star if that okay. could be his full potential. I think is what they said. Okay. Anything? Uh, I don't know. Is there um, anything else like super? I think. So, oh, the Cubs. Um, the Cubs the, signed yeah. Shota Imanaga. Probably. Um, um, Japanese lefty, four years, fifty-three mil. I think he. And he's got team options after the, both the second and third year for $80 million over five years, if, I think, if the team decides to go that route. Jeez, yeah. I think I remember reading he wants to be a starter, but he was yep. always a reliever, reliever. in Japan. Mm-hmm. I think I remember that too. And yeah. I think that's going to be interesting to see how long he stays a starter. Because I think that's what, like... The, I don't know anything about him, to be I fair. So, like... But, I mean, that's what, like, the A's Japanese guy they got last year, the Fuja... I, I know you're talking about. I don't yeah. know his name. I'm I trying to link to, but the, they traded him to the Orioles, and he was a failed starter with the A's, and they traded him to the Orioles, and they make him a bullpen piece, and he kind of gets back to what he was, I think, signed by the A's to do and be yeah. a really good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Other than that, don't really know much about him. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see how they deal with what he wants and probably what the team wants him to do. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw this in there for us Cardinals fans out there. We signed Matt Carpenter back, which is cool. It's just a nice reunion. We just, we're just, dude. Oh my gosh, maybe, maybe he'll be like Pujols. You know, he'll just pop off for this year and then he'll retire or something. Hit, like hit twenty home runs. Yeah, and say, yeah, just, I'm done. Yeah, just be like, I can't remember. I think it was twenty thirteen, Matt Carpenter or something like that, where he was just unreal. I'd take that. What you need out of Matt Carpenter is, since he's older now, you need the older Matt Carpenter from when the, he was Yankees. On the Yankees. Yeah, that'd be fine. Thirteen homers in like I would twenty take, games. Or I would something. take that too. But, you know, for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, We're going to jump into uh, predictions for division winners now. I don't even even know where to start, to be honest. We can start in the AL East. Uh, Sure. Why not? I think the Orioles will win that again. Do the Yankees make some some, uh, more strides? Of course. I think they make the playoffs this year. But I still think the Orioles are too dominant. Right now, and with their young guys coming up, you're gonna they see Jackson. Such, they have such a good young core. They're gonna have Jackson Holiday. I think up there's this year. a really high chance he makes the the opening day roster. He I th- might. I think there's a really Dude, high he chance he can hit the ball. Oh my gosh, he can hit the ball. So I yeah. think I think the Orioles will likely take that again. I think the Yankees maybe second. Yeah. Um, I got the Rays three and the Blue Jays four and Red Sox last. Mm, I don't think the Red Sox are gonna be really bad. No, I agree with that one. I would. It's hard because you never want to doubt the Rays just because they yeah. somehow find a way to win games. But I, on paper, I would think the Blue Jays would be better than them. Yeah, but I mean, Blue Jays, what do they have for pitching? Yeah, well, what do the Rays have for anything? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you, you I mean, got the rid of Glass now. Got rid of Glass now. I mean, those, I don't know. that's kind of interchangeable. I think. I think three or four is really good. Is that? Probably the perfect spot for both those teams. I don't yeah, see any of them no, passing the Yankees no. or mm-hmm. somehow. The Yankees, I think, have made too many changes after the last year that they're going to be. They're not going to let that happen again. So yeah. I think they'll be just fine. But 
let's go into the AL Central, I guess. So let's move down the ladder here. Um, I think the Twins win this again. Probably the Twins. I don't know, man. I don't think Kansas City should be in last, though. No, I think uh, Detroit or Chicago is going to be in last. Yep. I think Cleveland will be that two or three. Kansas City yeah. could be three. I think Kansas City could surprise the people. They I made think, a lot of lot of pickups this I think this they could sneak season. their way to somehow contending for the division win. win. You think? I mean, it's a really bad division. Yeah, I mean, there. usually the division winner only wins, what, 86 games Yeah, or something? something like that. So yeah, it's really bad. If it's, they can get to 80, I think I like their chances. Yeah, I mean, they've got, they've got a chance. Like I said, a lot of good pickups for them this offseason. So. Yeah. Uh, moving into the West, man, that one's tough. Well, we'll we can go bottom to top. A's, Angels. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that. I think the the bottom three will be the same. I think it'll be it'll be uh, Seattle in third as well. So, yeah, because Seattle hasn't done much either. Yeah, just I don't know. It's oh my goodness. It's really going to be the young bats of Texas against the bullpen of Houston. Right. I think honestly, I could see the winner of the regular season series there winning that division. Yeah. Um, just whoever takes the most games out of those two matchups. Um, because I think both of these teams will dominate everyone else in their division, but also just outside their division, they'll play pretty well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they'll have some, some problems with ALE's teams. And I maybe. think both teams could win 100 games next year. They could very well could. What they have? They, had, they each had 90 last year. Yeah, yeah, maybe 100. I don't know. Maybe we'll closer to 95. But yeah, yeah no, I, I would think that they'd both be very, very good. Um, and it's going to be really tough to see. And I think right now. I think I'm leaning more towards the Astros just because of the bullpen mm-hmm. and the fact that the Rangers, I don't, there's question within that pitching staff. 100%. I mean, DeGrom's coming back, but when is he coming back? Um, Gosh, no, I, is Scherzer still on the team? I believe so. <laughs> I mean, I think that, I mean we're, we're questioning who they got as pitchers. I mean, Jordan Montgomery's gone, probably not going to resign. If he yeah, was going to resign, he would have signed. He would have done it already. I don't know where he's going to end up, but yeah, I, I would. I'm going to hesitantly put Houston in the first place spot, and, Texas close second. But and this goes with it to say too, like if Houston doesn't trade Alex Bregman too, I don't think a lot they will of, this year. I, 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 he's in a contract year, and I think uh, I don't think they're going to want to pay him what he wants. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or at least I think he's in a contract year. I I th- I I would think. I thought it was more of next year was the, kind of the if they next keep if they keep Bregman the whole year I think they win it if they trade him at some point I think the Rangers Drop down to two I think yeah. the Rangers overtake that that's fine yeah. uh, we're moving to NL East Atlanta should win yeah. again and um, the Nationals should be in be last, last. Yeah. again um, it might be the Mets this year you never know I don't think the close. Mets are going to be good either they were close four games is the only separation between uh, fourth and fifth so. Uh, I guess Philadelphia is in second. I mean, Miami could do some stuff, maybe. I mean, they were I've seen surprising. a lot of things where, my, where Miami might sell again and just start a new oh, rebuild. Because there's talk of Jesus Lazardo being on the trade block, and he's got like True. three to four years of True. team control left. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be the Braves. It's going to be Braves. Braves probably Philly's second. So, yeah. I mean. And that second place winner is probably going to be the last wildcard team in, so. Yep. Second place is basically winning the division well, I mean, right now. Philadelphia won 90 games last year. They haven't really done anything. Yeah. I mean, they signed Nola back, so. I mean, that's a good pickup for them. They needed him back. Yeah. So I, I think they'll, I mean, I think they'll be right there. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Central. And this Central. one's tough. Only God All knows. of them, except the Pirates. All of them suck. They all suck. 
I would say the Cubs, Reds, Brewers, and Cardinals are all the same team. It feels like it, yeah. Because, I don't know, especially last year. Last year was just awful. I mean, yeah, it was just an awful, awful division, to be honest. And I think the Pirates are going to be way better this year than they were last year. Well, you'll have O'Neill Cruz back. Yeah. So that'll help. St. Louis should be better. Should be. We'll but see. Will they be? Don't know. They got they got a lot of old players on that team. Yeah, we are. We are. We are a nursing home, but they can still win. So that's what matters. The Cubs, I don't. If they resign, they Bellinger, gotta resign Belly. Man, they'll be the favorites. They have to because they lost out on Stroman. They needed Stroman back for that pitching. I don't know how you can put them as favorites if they resign Belly. They just had Belly last year and they lost to the Brewers. So. Yeah, but the play. Brewers, they're and not going to be the same Brewers. They lost their coach. Craig, I think Craig well, Council has a lot to do with all that success. Well, we'll find out because he's at Chicago now. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to hesitantly put, I'm going to put Pirates last, Reds fourth, just to get them out of the way. You think the Reds are going to be above I would think fourth? third. I think they could be better than the Cardinals. With who? I think Ellie's going to have a better year. I think he's gonna reach to somewhat of his top potential. They got some. They got a good young core there. They just need some pitching. Yeah, which they don't. That's and and thing. I think if they find some pitching, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I don't know. I'll put top three are so interchangeable. I yeah. honestly don't know. Um, you could just probably just do one A, one B, one C. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, Milwaukee, Cubs, St. Louis, I think should be your top three in my yeah. opinion. I don't know the order, but those should be. Hopefully, I mean, obviously, I'm hoping the Cardinals, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to be I unrealistic about what I. In my got, mind right so. now, I would go Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Cardinals, Pirates. Okay, sure. Put them in fourth. I'll put them in second. Whatever. So the happy medium will probably be third. So I don't know. Whatever. That one's just awful. Anyway, NL West. Um, Dodgers are going to win it. Yeah, they should. They might break the single-season wins record. Which is what one... And we say that every year. Yeah, I know you and do. And they've come close a couple times. I think you got to give it to the Diamondbacks, too. Yep. I would. Um, they're the same team, for the most part. Between Diamondbacks and Padres? Or just in general? Just in general, team? the Diamondbacks are the same team. They haven't done... Like, you know what I mean? They yeah, haven't they lost haven't, Yeah. I'd go Padres 3. Yeah, San Francisco 4, Colorado 5, same as yeah. it was last year, to be honest. I could see the Padres and Giants being interchangeable, too. Padres are Possibly. very underwhelming. They always underperform, which and I love. San Francisco can overperform sometimes, so it kind of depends yeah. on Yeah, San Francisco yeah. can somehow, like a couple years ago, win 100 or something games mm-hmm. and win the division, and then yep, in that sandwich between two 70-win seasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just it's gonna be tough, and this is why it's way too early. Because I I don't know how people do this and then you know publish it on ESPN or whatever. So I guess we can do this again more towards opening. Yeah, day. that'd be, be easy. It changes spring training and all that, and kind of feel it out. I would say even yeah, even like May would be you know first month of season done. But anyway, with that being said, we are gonna wrap this episode up. This has been Travel Day episode seventeen. I am Jackson Van Pelt with Nolan Faber. We thank you guys so much for listening. Goodbye.